Well, I, I wanted to talk with you all this evening about peace. Because I, I think that peace is something we can all agree on, isn't it? In that all of us, I think, would say that we could use more of it. Whether it's peace in our families, peace in the relationships with the people around us, peace in our hearts, spiritual peace, or, or peace in our neighborhoods and communities and country, I think all of us would, would say, yeah, we could use more peace. Some of you maybe are here today thinking, I don't have any peace. My life is chaotic. I'm at war with my family and friends. And, and others of you maybe would say, no, I, I have some peace. But I, I think that for all of us, even at our best, we are living with nothing more than an uneasy peace. Even for those of us who would say, no, my life is peaceful, none of us are living with anything more than an uneasy peace at our very best. Let me, let me kind of illustrate what I mean by that, by that uneasy peace in this way. Can you imagine yourself maybe at some sort of large family gathering, maybe a family reunion or a class reunion or a Thanksgiving celebration like some of us took part in last week? And there's always that one person who is determined to get a group photo, right? And you know how hard this is and how it usually plays out. It, it's chaotic. There's one group over here. It's the kids. And they're running around like crazy. And they're throwing things. And they're laughing. And they're having a good time. And then their parents are over here. And, and they're running around like crazy. And they're laughing. And they're throwing things. And they're having a good time. And then there's a the group of people who uh, do not want to be there at all. And they're only there because their spouse dragged them along. And their arms are crossed. And they're looking at their watch. And they're just waiting to go. And yet there's that one person who is determined to get this photo. And so they wrangle everyone together. Maybe this is you. And you, you finally get everyone in the same room at the same time. Uh, it took, took half an hour. And then you spend another half an hour trying to get everyone to line up just right by height. And then you stand back and you look and you realize that uh, the kids still have things in their hands ready to throw. And one group is still laughing and the other group is still frowning. And, and finally, you get everyone to smile. And, and you realize how fleeting this moment is. And you're just saying to yourself, take the picture, take the picture, take the picture, hurry, take the picture. Because you know, at any second, this could all come crashing down. And those smiles will turn back to frowns, and those kids will start throwing things, and the parents will start laughing. And so you know that this moment uh, could be gone at any second. Uh, to me, that's the kind of peace that you and I are living in. A peace that much of the time is defined by fake and forced smiles that is just hiding the, the chaos that's boiling beneath us and the serve inside of us. It's a, it's a peace that at any moment could be ripped away from us. It's a peace that we're holding on desperately to, wishing it would last longer, but knowing uh, how quickly that peace can change. It's an uneasy peace. That's, that's the kind of peace we have in our country, isn't it? Uh, most of us living where we do, here in Arlington Heights area, uh, we would say that we live in a peace, pretty peaceful place, I, I would have to argue. There's no major wars going on here. And yet we know that just a few miles from here in Chicago, there are hundreds and thousands of people being shot and killed every year, and thousands of people for which life is anything but peaceful. And I think that is a, a reminder to all of us that we live in this uneasy peace. And we can't go but a few days without turning on the news and hearing about some abuse of power within the authorities above us or or hearing about some terrible tragedy or some angry rioting or protesting. We live in this uneasy peace. It's this way in our families. Even for those of us who get along great with our families, for most of us there's some uneasiness. There's one uncle that no one talks about anymore. Or there's the gossip that goes on below the surface. Or there's some bitter or bitterness or anger that we are holding on inside of us that we're just not ready to let go of could come boiling up at any time. Whether it's our country, our, 
our families, our friends, our neighborhoods, all of us are living with this very tenuous, uneasy peace. Now, I don't know if this is any consolation, but uh, this is not new. <laughs> uh, in fact, since Adam and Eve in the garden, since they broke that command of God and, and ate the fruit, we have been living ever since then in uneasy peace. And you can look back throughout the Old Testament, right? And it's, it's this way throughout all the time. There were God's chosen people, the Israelites, the Jewish people, and God had poured out upon them uh, his peace, and things were great. And then they'd go and build a golden calf and experience God's wrath, and their lives were anything but peaceful. And, and then they would have a good king who did great things, and they would live in peace. And then the next king would be an evil king and, and their lives would be thrown back into chaos. They, they lived in a very uh, uneasy peace that was fleeting at best. That's the kind of peace we live in. And, and yet it's throughout this, throughout this chaos, throughout our sin and, and rebellion, that God continues to promise peace. And it's that promise that we heard about in our reading for today from Isaiah. Isaiah was sent to those rebellious Israelites who were living in uneasy peace, and he was, he was sent there to promise them peace. And there's this phrase that he uses. We actually hear it twice, if you, if you would flip back to your reading. We hear it twice, and we actually hear it much more throughout the book of Isaiah, where he's urging God's people to walk in the ways of the Lord. He says, walk in the ways of the Lord, or, or walk in his paths, or walk in his light. He uses that phrase over and over because there's this reality that when you walk with the Lord, there is peace. And when the Israelites did not walk with the Lord, there was no peace. See, we have a God who is like the loving Father who longs to take our hand and help us across the, the busy street or the crowded parking lot because he knows that when we're by his side, we will be safe and our lives will be peaceful. He's, he's a loving Father who longs to put his arm around us and walk with us and talk with us and whisper his promises into our ears. And he does this. He wants us by our side, not to control us, but, but because he knows what's best for us. And he knows what all sorts of unexpected dangers are out there waiting for us if we would go out on our own. And, and he knows that if we would wander too far, how quickly we would get lost and, and get ourselves off track and never be able to find our way back. And so we have this loving Father who longs to walk with you and to talk with you. And yet the reality is for the Israelites, as we see it, and, and also for us, if we are honest, that, that far too often we are like that rebellious teenager who swats away the hand of our father as he holds it out to help us across the street. And instead of walking in God's ways of, of peace, of love, of mercy, and forgiveness, we've chosen to forge our own path, go our own way, paths of greed and jealousy and anger and bitterness, and we've been holding it inside. Now that kind of demonstrates the depth of our, our sin problem. But I, I think what I, I'm amazed at in our reading for today is how God continues to promise peace. To those Israelite people who continue to reject God, he continued to promise peace. And there in our reading for today, God promises that one day they will have peace. Not a fleeting, uneasy peace, but a permanent, eternal peace. And what we're celebrating this Advent is that in Jesus, that peace has already come that today in Jesus we have everlasting eternal peace, that God kept his promise way back in Isaiah chapter 2, and today because of Jesus we have peace. Today because of Jesus we have peace in our personal relationships. 
That's what Jesus gives us, this ability to have peace in our relationships. Because where at one time we reacted with the people around us in anger and bitterness and we lashed out in judgment and greed and jealousy, now, because of Jesus, because we've been forgiven and because we have his love and his grace, we can now live with each other in in harmony. Where once we retaliated, now we can forgive. Where once we held on to anger, now we can show love because we've been loved. It's the peace of Jesus which, which gives us peace in our earthly relationships. And yet, even more than that, it's, it's Jesus, this fulfilled promise, which gives us peace with God. Because the harsh reality of the scriptures, and that they don't pull any punches, is that they say that our sin, our rebellion, our wanderingness, is it makes us enemies with God, and it breaks that relationship. And Paul will actually say that our sin uh, puts us at war, at odds with the God of the universe. And yet the amazing thing about Jesus is that he restores that peace. That today you have peace with the God of the universe because of Jesus. And you are no longer his enemy, but you are his friend. You are no longer at odds with him because of your sin, but you are his beloved child. That's the peace of Jesus you have. It's the peace of Jesus, which means that no longer do you have to hide your sin or, or wish it away or pretend it's not there, but now you can bring your sin before the Lord and say, Here, Lord, here's what I have to offer you. And, and in turn, he will give you the best of what he has, his forgiveness and his love and his grace every single time. Now you don't have to go through your life wondering if you are good enough or worthy enough or, or beautiful enough in the eyes of the Lord because you have a God in Jesus who accepts you by faith for who you are and who loves you no matter what. See, it's because of Jesus that we have this amazing peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It's not based on our temporary circumstances. It's a peace that isn't based on how our family treats us or what's going on in Chicago. It's a peace that is given us to Jesus that will last for all eternity and which is yours today. I think there's a, a simple truth and, uh, and that is that there is something special about walking with someone you love. Have you found that to be true? whether it's a really close friend that you love to walk with or a spouse, a husband, or wife, isn't there just something kind of special about spending time and walking with someone you love? Um, I know that's, that's true for, for Tiffany and I. There's something just nice about it, uh, going out walking with no agenda, no plan, no map in your hand, just, just walking. Uh, something about that that I love. And uh, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about Isaiah's call to walk in the ways of the Lord and how there's so much peace there. And I was looking and I was reading a number of different studies that that studied couples, married couples, who walked together, who consistently spent some time each week walking with one another. And and the results that these studies found were profound in that uh, couples who walked together reported stronger relationships. They reported less fights than they had before they started walking. There was less stress between them, less animosity, less feelings of anger. And uh, at the bottom of it, they reported feeling more at peace their partner. And brothers and sisters, if that's true in our earthly relationships, how much more is it true with our God? And a God who longs to walk with you, who longs to take you by the hand and lead you in his paths of peace. A God who wants to talk to you as you walk and hear from you, who wants to whisper his promises in your ear and have you by his side with his arms wrapped around you to love you and to protect you and to keep you safe. Brothers and sisters, let us, 
as Isaiah calls us, walk in the ways of the Lord. Let us take his hand and go where he leads us as his children. Let's follow his commands as as hard as they might be. But even more than that, let's trust in his promises that he has whispered into our ears, the promises of grace and forgiveness as his promises of peace. Let us walk in the light of the Lord, for he gives us peace. In Jesus' name.